ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to the Raider and the Saint podcast. Again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in to the Raider of the Saint podcast. I am back, baby. It has been a month, and I apologize, but I had to kick, I had to sit back and regroup and come back stronger, faster, bigger, smarter, and I'm back. We got a brand new camera. We are live on IG. People that are tuning in are tuning in a little bit later. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you to all my listeners for the support, man. It's, I haven't, I can't do it without you guys, man. The podcast is growing. We're growing at a steady pace, man, and I'm so excited for my guests today. The people that are watching live, obviously you can see who I have on the show, but people that will be listening later on on, the, on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud, you'll get to meet this guest soon. But first and foremost, I want to get to the 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 episode this is episode 130 today's date is september 24th the year is 2022 info about the podcast if you guys want to be a sponsor advertiser you guys want to be a guest you guys can get a hold of me at the raider and the saint at outlook.com that's the raider and the saint at outlook.com i'm on instagram facebook just type it in the raider and the saint podcast you'll see my fat face uh it's been a crazy week uh, celebrating, well, had a memorial for my brother who passed away from COVID uh, about a year ago. So uh, we'll get to that uh, soon. But uh, we had a big celebration for him today. We didn't get to do it a year ago. And we'll go deep about that later. A uh, couple shout outs. I want to shout out to Wimpy's Pawn Shop. Uh, you guys want to uh, buy, sell, or trade anything, even your soul, hit them up. They're located in Azusa, California. Shout out to my primos over there. Also, the primos out. And Main Pawn Shop in Baldwin, Baldwin, uh, excuse me, Baldwin Park, California. That's Main Pawn Shop in Baldwin Park, California. Shout out to the homies. Go Raiders. My guest today, I'm going to get right to it. He is a truck driver for Albertsons and Irvine. He is running for secretary treasurer. I got to talk to him a bit, and I'm interested to know more about him. His name is Mike Raziano. Mike Raziano, welcome to the show. What you you are uh, campaigning for secretary treasurer, and uh, I'm honored to have you here, man. And something that big, uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, I, I got to meet someone who 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 want who's going for that big spot for that local. But first and foremost, welcome to the show, man. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Hi, well, I appreciate you having me here tonight. Uh, I'm a truck driver for Albertsons. Uh, I came out here to. Uh, 
the Los Angeles area in uh, 2003. I was hired by uh, Bragg Crane Service, and after the grocery strike, I was hired by Vons. I got into the local 848 over there, and we merged here with Albertsons five years ago. And now I'm running for secretary treasurer for the local. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, little things like you said we can get into later, uh, but I think I think I can make a difference uh, on the right and wrong side. Mm-hmm. I'm not a political person. Uh, I'm a right and wrong guy, and I've observed a lot of things in the last several years that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and I just think I can make a difference. I think I can agree with you on that. When I started this podcast, I wanted to help people. And once I started seeing things going on with the new camp, the new uh, people that have been running the, the local lately, I have my personal opinions. I don't jump on any bandwagon. I don't, I don't listen to rumors, this and that. I, what I experience, and then I come with my own opinion. And so that's why I decided to start bringing union people and having my podcast uh, about union stuff. And I've noticed that our vote is our votes, you know, every year is very low. I think uh, do you have a number of how many votes we get compared to how many, uh, you know, people we have at the local? Yeah, in the last election, in the last election, I think the approximate number was uh, twenty six hundred and change. Uh, total votes received, uh, you know, for a, a local of 10,000 members. Yeah, yeah 10,000. That's, that's uh, you know, you're, yeah. you, you're there, your percentage rate is very low. There's a lot of people who are not engaged uh, in the process, and that's a shame because all of that affects their lives. It affects their jobs, and they really need to pay more attention uh to actually what's going on. I'm not saying they have to be politically involved, but just pay attention and at least cast a vote and be informed on what's going on. Because those people do represent you. Mm-hmm. They, they're they they're negotiating contracts for you. It's their job. It, right. It's their job. They're negotiating contracts. Uh, they're, they're enforcing current contracts. And the, the, the members need to be more engaged and more involved. Yeah, and that's one reason why I started this podcast. You know, well, started this podcast and then adding, getting involved in the union because we need to come together. We all need to vote. It's it should be our duty, as being a te- a teamster, being in a union. It, it takes one bubble, or maybe if you want to do a bubble here, a bubble there, whatever. But it takes literally one minute to to vote, and then throw it in the mail, and you're done. The fact that we got you know, less than what is that? Ten thousand and only what two thousand voted? What is that? Twenty percent? Less than that? 20. Sorry, I'm horrible with math right now. Yeah, well, twenty six. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a very that's very that's low an, percentage. that's an, that's embarrassing. Now, whose fault is that? Can can we point a finger at that and say, hey, that's the the local and and them not going out there and and doing their job and and promoting people to vote. And, and getting people to vote and just saying, look, it, I, I could get 100 people over here. I could get 100 people over here, and that's just enough to win. 
You know, I, I just it just baffles me that we don't have that much participation, especially in today's society where we got inflation going on. Companies working, especially during this pandemic. And we'll get into that little bit of that later. But I'm here and doing this on a Saturday night. And thanks to my crew that are in the background doing this for me. I appreciate you guys doing that. It's I need people to vote. I need people to participate. And, I, and I'm doing my part and I'm going to continue to do more. And that's why you're on the show today, because I see you standing up, you're standing out alone, and you're you're walking through that fire, man. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. So, <clears throat> okay, what made you decide to run for Secretary Treasurer? Well, my my uh, myself and another steward who is uh, who's no longer working. He was actually terminated almost two years ago. Uh, Prior to his termination, we had been discussing the idea of putting a slate together. You know. And when his termination occurred, uh, it just kind of went away because he was he was a, a more of a fiery protester than I am. I'm kind of a lay low kind of guy. Uh, that's my personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to enforce the rules. I just go about it in a different method than he does. Uh, and that was gone. So I didn't think I could actually replace him. Uh, you also, when you're talking about putting together a slate, you have to be able to vet the other members of the slate that you want to bring in. They have to have similar ideas, similar goals, uh, because you, you, you know, otherwise you're just going to be fighting with each other, and that's not going to get anybody anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so when he was gone, that kind of died. And then about, this is early July, I believe it was, into June, uh, a couple drivers in Irvine approached me in the yard and asked me if I would consider running. And I told them I didn't know I would have to think about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I so somewhat put some feelers out at both of our facilities in Irvine and in Brea to see what the temperature was like uh, if I was to throw my hat in the ring. Mm-hmm. And the response, like was, the response was positive. Now, whether or not that positivity is going to translate into, like you said, people actually exercising their right to vote, mm-hmm. that was the response I got back. And so I decided to, to go ahead and give up my best shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I had thought about it before with with uh, with the other steward's name, his name is Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something I wanted to give him my best shot. Even though I don't have a slate and it was late, I understand that. But again, you have to be able to put together a team. And it was too late to do all that and do it effectively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to go at it by myself and... And we'll see where the, where the chips fall, and but the guys the guys at Albertsons. Well, know, can we can we stop for a second there? Sure. Because they approached you, right? They yes. approached you and they says, "Hey, we 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 see what's going on, and we we're, we're not happy with who's in charge right now, or we we, we got to do something." You know, uh, they approached you, and I know why they approached you. Why don't you tell the people why they approached you? What did you do? 
I don't know how long it's been, but you won a settlement with Albertsons. Is that correct? Right. Uh, so that that was a, was a class action lawsuit uh, that myself, the other steward, his name is Brian Traster, give you his last name, mm-hmm. and we also brought in. Uh, I don't like to call him a junior guy, but he was a junior guy because we also had part-time violations at Albertsons, violations of, of different labor code violations that affected the part-timers. Mm-hmm. And Brian and myself did not have standing to represent those part-time drivers. Mm-hmm. So our attorneys asked me to find somebody to represent a part-timer, and he had to be mm-hmm. a part-timer sometime during the last four years of the violations because that's how far the violations are allowed to go back. And so I contacted a driver named Chris Valdez and uh, he agreed to be the the lead plaintiff for the part-time drivers. And that started that started the case. So prior to getting the to uh, to that though uh, there's a lot of there's a lot that goes on and and I'm sure a lot of people think that when you want to file, when you want to file a, a lawsuit and begin litigation, that you just call an attorney and the process starts. Well, I can guarantee you that is absolutely 100% not how it happens. In order to even secure an attorney, and offhand, I don't even remember how many attorneys I actually had sit-downs with and spoke to, but I know it was more than a dozen. So you have all the you have all of that that goes into the, the, the beginning of this process. Mm-hmm. Now you have to have all of your research in line. You have to basically win your case before you even go to court mm-hmm. to get an attorney to take it on a contingency. Because I don't know very many people who can afford uh, attorneys at five six hundred bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely I can't. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. and so when you're talking about a class the size that we had and part of that class were I believe there was a, a, at least 200 retirees retired drivers who also benefited there were over 700 drivers in the class who all received uh, a pay a payment mm-hmm. but getting back to the beginning of the process so you have to uh, do all your research mm-hmm. and that is what were they so when you filed that lawsuit what what was going on you it was from what i heard it was they were trying to get you uh write you up because you you said you were tired from driving or you were fatigued that was that was a separate that was a separate case that oh, was that, another one that's a separate case that's an osha complaint oh but the class action uh where we had like i said there was over 700 drivers they got checks and the checks were based the amount that you got out of that settlement and the settlement was 2.5 million wow the, the amount of the vial the number of the violations the amount of the money the violations added up to was 20 million dollars that's wow. how much albertson's was on the hook for now through negotiation and the legal process you know everybody bargains it out because if you don't you're talking about 10 years in 10 years or more because Albert says isn't going to just give their money away mm-hmm. no matter how strong your case is. Mm-hmm. So you have to do all your research and you have to, like I said, you have to basically win your case before you even go to court. Cause I, 
if you're my attorney and I want I want you to represent me, okay, here's all my evidence. And they have to go over that and do their due diligence. And I think I gave them six folders, six notebooks of evidence uh, on the different violations. And then, of course, they take that and they, the attorneys are going to get every violation they can attach to those individual violations. Now, when, you, when these violations happen, how come the union doesn't come in and file grievances? I mean, at, at one point, does it go, okay, this is above the union be able to file grievances on violations Alberts isn't doing, I need to go get an attorney. Right, well, some of the, uh, some of the violations were, were basically simple pay stub violations. They okay. really weren't, every pay stub uh, per California law has to be easily readable. Mm -hmm. Well, ours aren't. I don't oh. know what UPS looks like, but ours, some of them are intensive sense. Wow. So you have to be able to look at it and and easily understand if you're being paid correctly. Mm. And you really can't. So they have that. You have uh, the amounts. The amounts were wrong. We had uh, also you have on your pay stub a section, at least we do, for your accrued leaves, whether it's vacation holidays, uh, sick time, and all those at Albertsons are, you accrue them. So as you work, you accrue your sick. Mm -hmm. They may give them to you all at one time, mm -hmm. but if you don't work enough hours, they're not going to give you, you know, whatever, how much vacation you have if you work a full allotment. Mm -hmm. Same with sick time. Mm -hmm. All that would be prorated. Mm -hmm. So those were all wrong. Those should actually change weekly if you're paid on a weekly basis you've worked more hours so those numbers in that particular box for all those different areas should change weekly mm. well they don't and they still don't even though the lawsuit was settled uh part of the lit part of the litigation was though that if they don't fix anything the the settlement only covered the years that the litigation was going on mm -hmm. so uh you know, you win your case, the attorneys take it, and now it starts moving through the legal process. And the, that legal process was about two and a half years before the checks started coming out. Wow. Now, the, the other case you mentioned, the, the sick and fatigued, that is something that I started complaining about our sick days because at Vaughn's, and this is prior to the merger, of course, when I was at when I was originally hired at Vons in our in our union contract, you get five sick days. I don't know how many you get at UPS or some of these yeah, other. We I think get five, yeah. It's five sick days. So the problem was is if you use one of those sick days, you were being assessed a disciplinary attendance point mm -hmm. for not coming in, even though it's in the contract. The contract, yeah. You're being disciplined for it, and so I com started complaining when I came out of probation in 2004. But the local, the basic answer was at the, at the 848 was, was you have a better attendance policy than Ralph's. That was kind of like the blanket, general blanket statement. Mm -hmm. And as a brand new union guy, what do I know? 
Mm-hmm. You know, I worked in a family business almost my entire life wow. before coming out here. My family had a petroleum construction company in New Orleans. Mm. Uh, that's where I'm originally from. And I started working there part-time when I was 15 in the summers. And then I left there in, uh, what was it? I think it was uh, July of 98. Are you a football a football fan? I like football. I'm a Saints. I'm a Saints fan. What do you What do you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm from New Orleans. I gotta be a Saints fan. My, I uh, I don't I don't know if you I don't think you've listened to all my podcasts. I don't know if you listen to any of them, but I the reason why I have the Raider and the Saint was because I was supposed to do a podcast with a buddy of mine. He was from New Orleans and he was a Saints fan, and I'm I'm a Raiders fan, and but it was subcontext, right? Raider and the Saint, you know, the good and evil, right? And so he, we did a couple trial runs, and he was going through some things at the time. And I had already been blasted and out there telling people, we're going to start a podcast, we're going to do this. And so I just I kept the title. You know, I kept it. I said, I'm not going to change it. I'll keep it the same. But uh, that's interesting, from New Orleans and a Saints fan. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, getting back to uh, the OSHA complaint and all that, so – that started, like I said, it started back complaining in, in 2004 out of probation. Uh, the other steward who was uh, involved in this, Brian Traster, again, uh, told me he actually had grievances on that filed back in 2006. So later on, we found out that in 1999, our parent company, Avon's, was Safeway. Safeway actually had a settlement with OSHA to change their attendance policy, which I have all these documents. If you want them, I can, I can get you copies of everything. Mm-hmm. They made a settlement with Safeway and, and OSHA that Safeway would change their attendance policy with words to the effect that any driver unable to uh, start his day or complete his day due to illness or fatigue or any other reason, those absences would be considered excused absences. They would not be able to issue disciplinary attendance points for that. Well, in 2002, uh, a former business agent of 952 sent me an arbitration that the 952 paid for a union attorney to for two drivers at our Brea, our Brea distribution center who was suspended uh, for going home fatigued after they had completed their eight-hour shift. And the 952 won that arbitration. Mm-hmm. Those drivers were ordered to be made whole. And for whatever reason, for almost 20 years till today, the local, and I'm not blaming everybody i'm just saying that was there and that arbitration win was not utilized to protect any driver of a vehicle of 10,001 pounds or more it were not it was not used to protect any drivers period it was like it never existed i didn't know it existed until he sent it to me and i was wondering i actually wondered why he was sending it to me because it was you know the election wasn't hadn't happened yet mm-hmm. but i got it and that was also part of our, our evidence in our OSHA case. 
um, along with the evidence I presented, I had a about a two-inch thick binder with my own personal research. Mm-hmm. That was all that was submitted uh, in the beginning of this process, and it just it took forever. It was five, a little over five years for that to for that to happen, because Albertsons wouldn't come to the table, and once documents are submitted there's usually like a 30 60 day response time in between so that's why things just keep getting dragged out some uh some people make statements that well you know why did it take so long or, or why did it take you know 14 years you know because we worked on it longer than 14 years mm-hmm. to get this win why did it take so long the process takes that long that's just how it works mm-hmm. out nothing happens instantaneously you can begin the process, uh, but the process takes time. Mm-hmm. Now, f- funny that we're talking about this now because when they hired when they hired me when when uh, the current leadership interviewed me to be a business agent, I brought them my notebook with my research, mm-hmm. and I mentioned to them, I said, "Look, even if you don't hire me." It was a professionally bound copy. I gave it to him. I said, even if you don't hire me, use this to help all the other drivers you can help with it. Mm-hmm. And at that particular point in time, I really didn't know how many actual commercial drivers we had at the local. But I think it's on or about 40% of the membership actually are commercial drivers, mm-hmm. which is, that's a large number. Mm-hmm. And, but... You know, they didn't help, to my knowledge, they didn't help anybody. They actually, prior to this last contract negotiation for Albertsons, we had a shop steward roundtable meeting, and the current leadership was in there. One of their business agents was uh, was also uh, in attendance, and I believe there was nine or ten of us shop stewards because we have five in each yard. Mm-hmm. And they had an extra person sitting in there who I didn't recognize, and it turned out to be a union attorney consultant they brought in for this meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, the meeting turned out to be an ambush meeting, an ambush meeting uh, against me. They had our letter issued by OSHA, where OSHA actually, and uh, this is way before, this is before our settlement. OSHA actually issued us a letter in June of 2020 where OSHA actually dismissed our case. However, it was not dismissed on the basis that there was no merit. The language was it was dismissed because the disciplinary attendance points had aged off. Well, the reality was is they weren't aged off. Albertsons was deleting evidence and deleting attendance points after they found out all this was going on. Mm -hmm. So they were actively deleting direct evidence in our OSHA case while they were under investigation. And so if a driver would go uh, make a request for his updated attendance, they were coming back zero. Even if the guy had knew he had seven points, six points, however many points that that particular driver had, when he was requesting a copy of his updated attendance, they were coming back. They were all zeroed out, and so why were they? So, so why were they zeroing it out? Because they're being investigated, because people are calling in saying they're fatigued. No, they were they were zeroing those out because those attendance points were direct evidence that they were violating 
the Surface Transportation Assistance Act. And that is the government regulation that protects all commercial drivers nationwide. And that, the Surface Transportation Assistance Act was actually enacted in 1982. Mm -hmm. So it's a 40 year old law. It's been through the legal process. It's, it's settled case law until the government decides they want to change it or amend it, mm -hmm. which they can do either. Mm -hmm. But they haven't. It's done the test of time. And, and what is this law? The Surface Transportation Assistance Act was put into effect in 82 because the government nationwide did, I don't want to say an audit, but they did a survey. Mm -hmm. And they found gross negligence as far as violations in the trucking industry mm -hmm. for safety. Safety, okay. And for safety purposes, they instituted this regulation. Mm -hmm. And there are a whole host of protections for commercial drivers that I didn't even know about mm -hmm. until I started researching for the grievance that started all this. Mm -hmm. I was unaware of any of it until mm -hmm. I started doing my my research mm -hmm. and uh you know one of them is uh, they can't describe if you call off sick or fatigued it is against the law for them to give you a disciplinary attendance point does that work for ups drivers too yes wow. if, you're 10, 000, if you're ten thousand if you're one pounds or more oh so that's feeder then and it's driving the big rigs correct huh. uh it also it also it also uh protects bus drivers with 10 passengers or more, including the driver, as long as that bus is not a government uh, entity. So she was arguing with me over the validity of our case and that, you know, it was dismissed. And she was reading a few paragraphs and she stopped. And I had no research in front of me because I didn't know this was going to happen. And I said, well, you're going to finish reading the rest of it. And she looked at me. I said, well, you might want to turn the page because the rest of that paragraph is on the other side, along with a whole page of remedies mm -hmm. that OSHA gave Albertsons the opportunity to voluntarily uh, remedy. Mm -hmm. Albertsons chose not to remedy any of them, and that's why they forced it all the way through uh, to an administrative law judge that we got the ruling on uh, less than two months ago, and we won. Albertsons wow. lost. And it's a nationwide ruling. That, that ruling... Albertsons chose not to uh, appeal it. So now it's settled law. And any truck driver nationwide can use that ruling to benefit himself or his group uh, of, that he represents. Mm -hmm. Well, check this out, man. Uh, for for my, my listeners uh, or my viewers, real quick, Jared, before we leave, Jared, can you go to my suitcase and get my, uh, my ballot? Uh, for my, my viewers on Instagram, uh, people that are tuning in, people that will tune in later on today, uh, we uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna. Uh, you just flip the switch. It's all right. Anyways, I have my ballot in my suitcase. You guys can't open it. Oh, did it get it open? It's zero, zero, zero. And it flipped switch to the right. Yeah, there we go. Pull out. There's my envelope. Bring it to me, please. Senor. 
before we go. So, yeah, I'm only doing 30 minutes on IG. Uh, if you guys want to listen to the podcast, the rest of it will be up by tomorrow. We're going to finish this conversation uh, without the video. Uh, but for all the Teamsters look for that are union members from Local 952, your envelope looks like this. It's in the mail. I know most people have probably have already voted. They have gotten their vote and they already have who they're voting for and already sent it in. But this is for people that haven't voted or people that have voted. Go and tell five people, hey, did you vote? Did you vote? This is our duty. Okay? We got to vote. We got to get the right people in there. And we, we got to make, make our voices heard. I don't care who you vote for at this point. I really don't. But we got what? 2,000 people that voted our last, con our, our last election. And we got 10,000 members. I mean, this is ridiculous. We all got to participate, man. We all, I know it, it's, it, it's stressful. We're going through some tough times. And this is the time that we get stronger and we stick together. So this is for the people that are watching on Instagram. I love you guys. Okay, thank you guys for the support. Uh, as far as the, the audio, we will continue in a short break, all right? I'll see you guys on Instagram. Thank you guys, all right? Peace. All right, we are back, folks, from a quick break. We had to uh, come off of IG and... Yeah, it turned out pretty good. You know, we you can't expect it to blow up. I'm no uh, superstar or anything like that, but you got to start somewhere. So I, I was happy with the setup. I was happy with my team. We did good. We're going to continue to plug away with going live on IG, working away to getting live on the, on YouTube as well. We're working over here. We're working hard at the Raider and the Saint podcast. So I, I'm back again with the Mike Raziano. We were talking about uh, his recent uh, battle with uh, Albertsons and, and learning the laws. Let's move forward now. Let's get a little bit into the meat and potatoes now that we're not on live. And uh, we are st strictly podcasting. So you do your hat in the ring. Let's back up a little bit to when you were asked to be a business agent from the members-only slate. Okay, should we go back a little bit farther when when you watched the count for delegates? Were you were you a, were you a business or a business agent when where Ron Herrera was running against uh or what was it the uh, yeah Ron Herrera was running against the uh, the slate that just won? Uh, were you there for that? You were there for that count, right? Or no, you were there for the delegates when we were running for you know delegate count. So were you a business agent then when you were there for the count? No, during the delegate, uh, when when Grant Mertz and Anthony Seiler uh, and their slate was running for uh, in, in the delegate election, uh, Grant had approached me to uh, be an observer for him. Okay, okay. Uh, during John and Eric's campaign, uh, when that vote count occurred against uh, Mr. Kelly. Mm -hmm. Uh, they asked me to be an observer for them. Okay, okay. So that's how uh, that's how all that started. I, you know, I went in the back uh, with Jeff Sweet, uh, and we were going over uh, with one of the secretaries back there the eligibility of the members, uh -huh. who was going to be eligible, who wasn't eligible. There were multiple times where uh, Mr. Kelly and Grant and Eric and John came in the back because we had to uh, together discuss what guidelines were going to be used to determine one way or the other whether a member was 
eligible or not eligible. Mm. And so Grant noticed at that time, and I didn't know Grant. I actually really didn't know Patrick Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he noticed the way I, I was conducting myself and some of the questions I was asking because I, I just wanted to make sure it was going to be fair for everybody. I wasn't being partisan, even though I was uh, representing uh, Eric and John mm-hmm. in in uh, in that election. And so Grant approached me. He said, I like some of the questions you had. You seem like you're a, a fair guy and a straight guy. And I wanted you to be there to be an observer uh, for me. And I had not been asked uh, by John or Eric to participate in any way. And and I was, it's not like I was running for anything. I was only there to observe. And so I, I told him, sure, I'd do it. And that was really the first time that I actually met Grant, I had any long conversations with him, was uh, over that process. And mm-hmm. I met a lot of guys on the Solidarity Slate that are actually on the Solidarity Slate now. And they don't, I don't have any issues with them. They don't have any issues with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, we shook my hand and wished me good luck. And, and I did the same with them. And uh, I, I, I met some of them out there at the Anaheim UPS when they were going to work. And it was the same professional conduct. And that's the way it should be. Yeah, it definitely should. And it's it's ugly. And from what I've been told from other locals, it does get pretty ugly everywhere everywhere else too. But let's go back a little bit because I don't think we finished that conversation. You said you went into a meeting, and they had an, an and the member slate had somebody else there you'd never seen before, and it ended up being a union. A lawyer it was her name is donna piercy uh she was uh to my knowledge uh an attorney and a consultant and they had her at that meeting uh you know i didn't know she was going to be there i didn't know the meeting uh was going to eric had, had mentioned on the phone on a phone conversation that we, we would have a meeting but it wasn't specified at the contract roundtable with all the stewards that this was actually going to take place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did. And, you know, obviously she wasn't well informed or, or, or not very knowledgeable in the, uh, in the surface transportation assistance act, because if she was, uh, she wouldn't have, I think she would have been a little more tactful in the way she approached me. Because this is something that I, I know inside and out. I spend a lot of time studying it, learning it, learning all the protections uh, that are afforded not only me, but every other driver uh, that's out there, whether they're union guys or not. You don't have to be a union guy to exercise your rights under that federal regulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, for lack of a better word, it just didn't go well for her because – she was not prepared for somebody with the knowledge that I have. I mm-hmm. mean, it would be like you being an expert in something and me knowing nothing about it and mm-hmm. me trying to question you about it. It's not going to go. It's not going to go mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Why did he bring her for them? I think it was to maybe he didn't think that I was going to be as knowledgeable as I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he certainly didn't embarrass me. If anything, embarrassed her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a professional attorney. I'm just a truck driver. Mm -hmm. But I'm a truck driver that knows that regulation Mm -hmm. very, very well. Mm -hmm. 
And it shows that I know what I was doing because all of the research that was put together beat Albertsons. And, and when I say beat Albertsons, I don't mean just beat Albertsons. We beat Albertsons and Albertsons attorneys. Mm. All of the Ralph's drivers in Southern California, they also benefited because three years ago I had a meeting put together by a, a good friend of mine, Francisco Esker, who had uh, a friend at Local 63 who was a Ralph's guy mm. and told him what we had going on. And so he set up a breakfast meeting and myself, uh, Francisco, uh, and the other two Ralph's uh, representatives, they, they showed up, Ralph's drivers, they showed up, and I brought all of my research. Uh, we discussed uh, their issue. Uh, they looked over my research. They took pictures of anything they wanted to. I told them you take pictures of everything. Mm. And then when the conversation, when that was all done, I gave them the phone numbers for our attorneys. And I said, I recommended that they call them as soon as possible because there's a 180-day window uh, to file a complaint with OSHA based on this regulation. And it's not it, it's 180 days from, from the date. So if you have multiple violations, that window gets stretched out. Mm -hmm. But it's 180 days. And so I, I said, you need to uh, put together if, uh, four, uh, four guys or more because that adds depth to your case as so it just doesn't look like a one-off put together a team and all those guys have to be legit mm -hmm. you can't have anybody uh, claiming protections under the surface transportation assistance act and none of those call-offs are, are legit because if if they're found out to be uh, falsified your whole case is over with mm -hmm. you're you're just wasted all your time and so you everybody has to be legit you check them all out Make sure that when they called off sick or fatigued, that it was legitimately sick or fatigued. You put together that group of guys, and you call. Once you get that done, then you call the call the attorneys, tell them I recommended you, mm -hmm. I referred you, so to speak, and you go from there. Well, like, uh, like I said, less than two months ago, uh, Ralph's actually settled. Uh, it was a confidential settlement, so I filed a Freedom of Information Act request to get that settlement uh, language, which I did, I have. Uh, all the monetary issues are uh, redacted, but the language that Ralph's has actually changed their attendance policy uh, that reflects any driver who is sick or fatigued will not be disciplined and issued attendance points any further. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So now you have uh, all of the Albertsons drivers in Southern California uh, are not subject to uh, discipline for sick or fatigued. And now you have all of the Ralph's drivers in Southern California not subject to discipline for sick and fatigued. And that's more than five seven that's pr it's probably in a neighborhood of 11 or 1200 drivers that are have been directly uh, helped by the work that uh, Brian and I did now granted it took a long time but like I said the process it, it, it takes forever but that was the initial process you have to start somewhere mm -hmm. you just don't start off at the end and putting together your research and I can't I can't explain or, or emphasize how important that is. You have to dot every I 
and cross every T and line everything up so you can win. Because if you don't, it, it's not going to happen. But we, we won. Bottom line is we won. Drivers I like have that. I like that a lot. I like that you, you, you did your research and you went above and beyond what the union can do for you. Because I have my own my own battles with uh with with the company too is uh you know i I've been through a lot my brother he was a UPSer as well i've been a UPSer for 24 years been a driver for 18 my brother was a driver out of Cerritos i'm from Anaheim my brother was a driver from Cerritos followed in my footsteps worked in the hub became a driver had his own route in Whittier and during this pandemic I was uh, constantly being harassed, right, for, uh, you know, they, they say, if you're sick, stay home. Okay, well, I, I'm i going to stay home. You know, I'm going to stay home, and I, I, don't, I don't feel good. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm working Christmas hours, and we actually had a transfer from Anaheim because they were building that new La Mirada building. We actually had to transfer – for a little bit, and I was working out of the Irvine building for a while. And so I was not only working peak hours, uh, I would leave my house at 6.30 in the morning and get home at 9.30 at night, and not on top of the work that I was getting. And so I don't, you know, I, w I don't know if I was sick, fatigued, but I would call in. But I also had this thing called FMLA, right? Uh, it took me years to get it by seeing a doctor and and and, and seeing a doctor and, and and having a paper trail right that you have. I suffer from certain things. I won't say on this podcast, but you know it, it's something that I learned to deal with. But uh, if they called, uh, if you so when you call out, it says you uh, when you go to Hartford. Hartford takes care of uh, is our is the UPS insurance company. Uh, so you would call Hartford. You could go online, and they would call it at uh, – what would they call it? What would they call it, Jared? When you do FMLA? Um, uh, flare-up. Flare-up. They would call it a flare-up. So you would get uh, – you could get eight days a month for this flare-up. And so during the pandemic, you know, instead of me calling in sick and, and I know they're going to come at you, I would use a flare-up, right? Flare-up. You know, I, I got anxiety, whatever, whatever's wrong with me. And so I started getting harassed for that. And this is during the pandemic when <laughs> everyone's getting sick and the UPS is keeping it under the wraps. And I had to go through my own battles with supervisors trying to write me up, trying to get me for occasions. And I had to keep everything uh, tracked, you know, and I had to go online and show them on my phone. Like, look at everything's covered. Through my doctor, I'm covered through the federal government. I covered through the state of California. I had to do my own research and, and and finally had to stand up to them. Long story short, during the pandemic, my brother, a driver, he got sick. He got it from work. He died in his in his sleep. Didn't even make it to the hospital. He was on day 11. Didn't wake up. My, he lived with my parents, and uh, he was saving to buy a house, and he, he was living life doing his thing and my both my parents got sick they were in the hospital i think i told you before this podcast and uh we were just celebrating his memorial today because we couldn't do it 
because my parents were in the hospital uh, a month after he had passed. And so when we had the funeral, my parents were still in wheelchairs. They almost died. And so long story short, I when you talk about the battles you've been through, I've been through my battles at UPS and, uh, and I remember telling, uh, you know, shop stewards, you know, when the management, Hey, the management are harassing me. Article 37. They keep telling me you, you need a show. You need it. And I says, Hey man, I have every right. I have every right to stay home. Uh, you know, if I have a flare up and, and I want to go to detail of what, what my problem is because Hartford would just tell them, Hey, he's excused for the day, but it would, they would still find a reason to harass you, you know? And when you see someone like, like when my brother passed, two days later, his coworker got COVID. He ended up going to the hospital. He ended up passing away as well. A few days later, a supervisor got COVID. He passed away from as well. And to see these companies, you know, you know how Alberts, how Alberts has been treating you truck drivers and you standing up and fighting them. The way UPS has been treating us drivers, we don't even know how many people got COVID as a, getting by working and being forced to come into work. Because like you said, you only get five days. You get five days, and even you call in three days in a row, or you know, you call in sick one day, uh, one week, call in sick the next week, call in sick the next week. They call that three occasions, and next thing you're in the office, and you're getting a, a verbal warning during the pandemic, you know. And and so one thing that I'm getting towards is when it comes to this election, when it comes to our contract is coming up, right? You know, our contract. Is come is gonna expire at the end of July, July thirty first, twenty twenty three. It's a big election for us UPSers, and you running for secretary treasurer. You know, I think I think what people want or or want to know is, you know, I want people that have suffered. I want people that have been going through things, especially you know, Albert says obviously you guys. When was you guys' last contract? Uh, our last contract <clears throat> uh, was uh, September of uh, 2020. Okay. It expires uh, September of 25. Okay. Before we get to our contract, uh, how was you guys' contract? And where does Jimenez play a part in getting you guys, you know, being in involved in that contract? Well, since I wasn't in the room and, and uh, a number of the stewards were not part of the negotiation mm. uh the local was in there their exact participation i mean they have professional negotiators in there mm -hmm. that are, are negotiating the, the language of the contract uh it's not it's not that the contract this particular contract uh was bad uh i felt that it, it i felt that it could have been more uh stater brothers uh, negotiated first. Uh, Stater Brothers uh, negotiated the contract, uh, voted and ratified prior to Albertson's, uh, you know, and I don't know that it's fair to call it a Me Too deal, but that's what it feels like. Nego Stater Brothers, no disrespect to them, they are uh, a small regional chain. Albertson's uh, and Safeway are a national conglomerate we have stores nationwide mm -hmm. uh, east of the mississippi kroger's number one albertson's number two mm -hmm. 
west of the Mississippi, Albertsons is number one, Kroger's number two. And this was a video that Albertsons actually showed showed us, I think a little over a year ago. Um, you know, which which is nice to hear all that. Mm -hmm. And so, when the contract was put up for you know for our guys to vote on it, uh, I was going to vote no. And I made my feelings known to uh, some of the guys that I'm close with. And I explained to him why. You know, I said it's not that it's a bad contract, but if Stater Brothers can afford X, Y, Z, uh, I think Albertsons can afford more. How much more? That's up for negotiation. Uh, but I thought it should have went all the way to a last and final. Uh, and that kind of language was never made public to, to us that it was a last and final. Mm. It was, this is it, and I think... I think it's a good deal. Like I said, I didn't. I didn't say it was a bad deal. I just thought we could have done better. Mm. And the 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 pension contributions. I mean, at Vons, we. I mean, we're already in the grocery side. We're we're way down the food chain as far as pension contributions. I mean, uh, off the top of my head, I think you guys at UPS are getting more than double than what we get. Mm -hmm. And so, great for you guys. Mm -hmm. But for us, you know, at the end of this contract. Uh, we're going to move up a little bit. Uh, the last four years of the deal, uh, last year and then the following three years, we're actually getting 20 years worth of contributions in four. Mm. So that's that's a significant increase. So when guys get their statements, they should be changing exponentially mm. year over year through the end of the contract, mm -hmm. um, which is a good thing. Uh, for guys on the, you know, who are, are getting close to retirement age, uh, yeah, it's nice, but the junior guys are the ones that it helps out because those normal contributions would have taken place over 20 physical years of working, mm -hmm. which you're not doing. You're working four, but you're getting compensated as if you worked 20. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a major help for them. Mm -hmm. What's good for them? Mm -hmm. You know, if, you know, uh, I just started my 19th year with, uh, with Albertson, I just started my 20th year in the in the union, and if that would have happened when I was first starting, it would be it would be different today. Mm. But everybody plays the cards that they're dealt, and you move forward and you do the best you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. I know we've been jumping around. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know too much about the. Albertsons industry. Uh, I I shop at Albertsons. I got Albertsons up the street on Malvern. Uh, I love everybody there. I know all of them. Uh, I, a big. I used to my old route used to deliver to Albertsons. That's one of the only places I shop at is Albertsons. Uh, but I don't know too much, so I do bounce around because I want to learn. You know, I part of doing this podcast is I get to learn uh, about the the industry and, and everything that's going on. Uh, so you let's go back to you being a business agent and you not liking what was going on. Can you talk a little bit about that? <clears throat> sure. It was uh, a brief a brief time. Uh, I I went in on July first uh, when when John and Eric went in there. <clears throat> excuse me. With everybody else, mm -hmm. uh, there was. Uh, 
a former business agent who uh, supported hit, Grant. Well, it, he was he was on, he was on that side. He was on okay. that side, but it wasn't. This wasn't about that. It was about uh, recall rights. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of trash talking and Sorry. you know saying that you know I tried to get a union guy fired and all that when none of that is that none of that is true uh, like, I see that on Facebook there's a the 952 uh and I stroll through it and uh, and I you know look at see and they they just they these guys are just uh I call them a uh, keyboard tough guys dude just just blah 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 just yeah that I think they call you uh uh Mike the rat Ziano yeah and uh, I don't I don't even know what that I, I don't you know you're here yeah. and, you, and you're clearing clearing the points but man there's so many people that just just talk so much junk dude and it's just well a lot of them are just flat out uninformed mm -hmm. uh, they don't know our contract mm -hmm. uh, all that transpired because uh, they were bringing this business agent back uh, there are three specific areas of the contract that discuss uh, time limits on your uh, recall rights in different areas. Mm -hmm. uh, the language specific to leaving for union business, the language is very clear. It says if, if you do not return by the end of the, uh, the term of your leave of absence for union business, it says in there, you are terminated. I didn't write that language. Really? The, the the locals negotiated with the company. They they negotiated that language. I didn't put that in there. And wait, so wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Wow. Okay. Let me get this correct. So if you, you're working for Albertsons, you're a truck driver, and and the local comes up to you and says, hey, would you like to become a business agent? And you say, sure, I will like that. You go and you become a business agent, and... If something happens with this job, you can't go back to Albertsons. No, you have one year. One year. One year at in the old language. The new language is now four years. The old language was which would have encompassed this past business agent was one year, and so a driver filed a grievance for a seniority violation uh, for all affected because when they brought him back, he violated the seniority of over 400 members by bringing him back uh, there's no language in the contract and i'm not saying that unions don't negotiate with the company on various issues mm -hmm. but specifically on this topic there's no language that is written anywhere that says let's say uh, you know per per agreement between the company and the union an extension can be granted. Well, that language doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And actually, in the front part of the contract, there's one sentence uh, that says, uh, all parties have had ample opportunity to review and discuss all this language, and no language uh, not discussed will be considered to be contained herein. That's in the contract as well. So if there is no specific language for extensions, you can't just arbitrarily put it in. Because if you want to add language to the contract, that's fine. But there's a process to do that. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's Article 12 of the International Constitution says if you want to add language during the life of the contract, whatever that 
life of the contract may be. It has to go before a vote of the members. Mm -hmm. We never had a vote. And so that, that, uh, that former business agent came back, grievance was filed, uh, and went through the arbitration process. Uh, of course, by the time that was completed, he was now at uh, Local 848. And that issue was a dead issue. But at the time it was going on, it wasn't dead because there were a lot of upset drivers. They were texting me nasty messages. You know, what kind of business agent are you? Why are you allowing this guy to come back? You know, all the whole run. Mm. And, you know, I was doing my job processing a grievance for a member who wanted to file one. Mm -hmm. Now, if I would have neglected his request on a legitimate basis, mm -hmm. he could have actually filed a, a unfair labor practice charge on me. So I wasn't going to let that happen. I wasn't mm -hmm. doing anything wrong. I filed the grievance and made its way through the, through the process. The arbitrator ruled, and the arbitrator, when I read the arbitrator's ruling, uh, he actually added language into the arb his arbitration ruling that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. But what are you going to go? Now it's already been settled. The arbitrator's ruled. So, uh, you know, that whole issue, that whole issue died. But ever since then, uh, especially, I mean, not until I decided to uh, throw my hat in the ring. You know, they're calling me all kinds of nasty names. Uh, they even brought up my Italian heritage in one text message. You know, uh, I don't know in today's day and age how that could, whether I'm Italian or not. <laughs> it, where is that acceptable? Yeah, they're just, they're uninformed and just, they probably don't even know how to understand the contract. It's just, I know UPS, I know business agents right now that, that are supporting the members only slate that were put in by Jimenez. So if they, they lose, they got to come back to the hub. They got to come back driving. I don't know how many years, if they were for so many years, if they were to, you know, uh, support this, this uh, you know, the member slate and they lose, say the member slate is, is there for 10 years, right? I don't know if, how what the law is or the number of years that they could come back. Because Grant, he lost and he's been in the, in, in the local for years and he's, he's back, but he doesn't have his own route. He's, He's a utility driver. He went back driving. Uh, I don't know how long. I know that once you leave, so one of the one of our uh, drivers from my center, he became a business agent, and so he lost his route. So, if, and he's supporting the member slate. So if he loses, he's got to come back driving, but he won't have his own route. But as far as them being a business agent for so many years, I don't know. I've never heard of them saying okay if they. End up getting fired or, you know, getting getting the released from the local. I don't know that if there's so many years if they go try to go back to UPS, they go no, you you've been gone for so long. Right. I I I don't know the exact years. Yeah, me either. I've heard I've heard like I said I don't know. Everything's exactly. different. Yeah. I've heard that at UPS it's lifetime recall rights. Yeah. That's what I've heard. You know, yeah. and you know, but that whole situation was 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 bad. Uh, something when I saw when at. I saw what was going on, uh, it was something you know. And then they say you know we're members we're members first we're all for you. Well, in reality, 
you know, in my opinion and what I personally have witnessed, they're not. Uh, you know, so another thing you're, they're saying that, you know, I'm a quitter. I quit. Somebody also put out there that I was crying. You know, I resigned. Mm. I didn't want to be a part of something that was going to go against what I believe in. I'm a, I'm not a political guy at all. I'm a right and wrong guy. Mm-hmm. It's it's in black and white, and everybody who knows me uh, knows that's exactly how I am. Mm-hmm. If you follow the rules, you follow the contract, you never see me. Mm-hmm. Just But don't violate the contract. Mm-hmm. That's all. It's mm-hmm. a negotiated deal. That's a legally binding document. It's not a suggestion. They spent all that time working out all the language, and for some reason they think they can uh, – well, we'll do this part, but we won't do that part. We'll do this part, and we won't do that part. So uh, the whole seniority violation thing, uh, and, and that, like I said, that's a, that's a dead issue now. But everybody keeps dragging it up, dragging it up, like I'm some kind of conspiracy guy that I'm trying to get everybody fired, which is complete BS. Mm. The language in the contract is specific. That's it. If you don't like it, change it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. You know? But – did I, vote. Was, was I trying to fire the guy? No, the, the, the guy's recall rights expired before the last election. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a letter issued uh, by uh, Patrick Kelly mm-hmm. as an extension. But again, there's no language in our contract that allows for extensions. And the letter was written, what, eight, nine months after the recall rights expired? If you wanted to make an argument for that, the letter should have been written a minimum of two weeks before the rights expired. Mm-hmm. It would have been a little bit easier to swallow. Hey, well, you know what? Uh, we're going to extend this guy's recall rights. And then you write the letter beforehand. Mm-hmm. But the letter was written after. And I have the letter, too. Mm-hmm. I don't throw any information away. Mm-hmm. I save everything. That's mm-hmm. why I've been successful in the issues that I've uh, gone after. Mm-hmm. Because I keep all my information. I do my homework. I do all my research. And I present it in a way, it's like our OSHA case. Mm. That information and that binder was put together in a way that if you didn't know anything about it, you could read it and understand it. Mm. It was like a story. You had a beginning, you had a middle, and you had an end. Mm-hmm. And so you start off in the, in the beginning was the original grievance for uh, the female driver, Renee Morales. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the, the story goes forward. And you mm-hmm. could open it up and you could read it and disseminate all the information and and come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, did I try and get anybody fired? No. I was process- processing agreements for a member who, uh, who wanted to move it forward, and that's where it went. So it was a tough day, a uh, tough month, and... Uh, what can you say about, do you know anything about the, the recent OCTA contract that uh, supposedly Jimenez uh, got one of their best contracts ever? Well, they actually, the, the OCTA, uh, I believe the, the business agent for them is uh, Charles Johnson. Uh, again, none of those contracts are... We're not available. I mean, I shouldn't say we're not available. We're not privy to all that private information. So some of, some of the, my UPS contacts, 
have the math on how that all went down. Uh, but me specifically, I really don't have any information as to the ins and the particulars about the OCTA contract. Yeah, because that's one of the one of the, one of the things that uh, people that are supporting the members only say they're saying that uh, Jimenez did a really uh, good job or one of the best jobs of getting OCTA their uh, best contract ever or a great contract. But from what I've heard is that they did negotiate some type of bonus because they worked through the pandemic or some type of a you know uh you know a nice pay payout and the way they ended up negotiating the payout was uh they ended up getting taxed more which there could have been a different pay payout for that to get them a little bit more money but the way it was negotiated and so what they're saying is the then the way that was negotiated was he screwed up on the way he he did it well if there was a, if there was a bonus uh a, a lump sum bonus uh, you're absolutely going to be taxed heavily mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. I think that the tax rate is near 40% mm -hmm. tax. Mm -hmm. Again, the only reason I say that is because uh, any bonuses my wife has ever got through any of her jobs, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, well, I'm getting, I'm going to get a, you know, a thousand dollar bonus, mm -hmm. you know, and you get the check and it's really only 600 mm -hmm. because you got 400 went to taxes. Mm -hmm. So if they, if there was a, a bonus negotiated uh, a lump sum, uh, I'm sure they were heavily taxed. Mm -hmm. And uh, as, as far as the negotiation goes, uh, maybe some of your listeners might want to ask if Eric was personally involved in those negotiations or was it another prof you know, another professional negoti negotiators in there, well, people who negotiate those contracts all the time, or was he just in the room listening and making suggestions? Now, there's a big difference between making suggestions and actually physically negotiating a and deal. for what you experienced he's just paying people to do it for him i wouldn't disagree with that <laughs> uh do you believe that the uh what's his name uh, o'brien and Z zuckerman or zuckerberg i think it's zuckerman sorry uh do you did you hear about they made him uh, one of the what, what would they they call him uh, he's gonna be part of the UPS uh, negotiating negotiating team. team. I I I, uh, I I read that. I think it was in a Teamster uh, magazine, a Teamster newspaper. Uh, I think nine five two put out a like a press release on that also mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. well. Uh, you know, is that just a political stunt? You know, because from what I from what I've heard, because when I sorry to cut you off, from what I know, people that I know from other locals, they. There's certain labels, and it was it's the way it's labeled. He's not going to be at the table. He's he's one of those ones where people would say he's just there to observe and go grab people coffee. He's in the room. Yeah, he's just in the room. He's not, and which is still an honor. I mean, I guess you know it's absolutely it, it's an honor to be, to be uh, included in in anything on the national level. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, why take, is it take, take it for what it's worth? Why is it O'Brien is and and why are they supporting him? I mean, what do you have a clue or uh, does he know he somebody? Just, he did, well, you know, somebody Ma said his dad his dad was involved in the union and years ago or Eric's dad. Yeah, I couldn't tell. I you. mean, there's so many rumors. I just, I mean, I yeah, I pick. Know. I mean, uh, pick a rumor and run with it like <laughs> everybody else does. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the all the trash talkers on. 
Facebook mm-hmm. that are spouting off about issues they have zero mm-hmm. knowledge of. Mm-hmm. I want facts. Right. And I'm a facts guy. Yeah, I everything, can tell. Everything, everything I say, I have the documents to back it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may not like it, but again, I've been successful with my partners, Brian Traster, on the class action. Chris Valdez was also part of that. And our OSHA case was Brian and myself. And, you know, you also have people calling me, uh, making names about me, about I'm Sue Happy. Well, I've, last I looked, there was <laughs> one class action lawsuit. And if anybody understands the English language, class action, if you're included, you're also part of a, the litigation process. Mm-hmm. If you accepted a check, which I was not informed by any of our legal team, and we had three law firms and six different attorneys involved in that. Mm. Nobody, not one attorney ever mentioned to me, hey, Mike, uh, this driver uh, waived his uh, waived his rights to that. He, he opted out. So every driver that talked smack and, and accepted a check. Uh, They're hypocrites. Yeah. Turn in your money. They're hypocrites. And, yeah. I, and I told them, I said, wow. look, if you – if you're going to take the check and badmouth me, well, if you, if, if you feel that way, why not have the courage of your conviction, like myself and Brian and Chris did, and stand up? I'm not just standing up for my rights. I'm standing up for all, every driver's rights, all of your rights. We're putting a bullseye on our back to protect you, and you're criticizing me. So if you feel that way, give the money back, or better yet, donate it to your favorite charity. Mm-hmm. Donate it to your church. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll take the money. Mm-hmm. And any driver who's bad mouthing me about the OSHA thing, well, nobody's going to come to work. Well, everybody's everybody has financial responsibilities. Yes, yes they do. Are there going to be a certain percentage of people who take advantage of a of a situation? Name me one business or one industry that doesn't have a rule that somebody's taking advantage of. FMLA is the biggest. Mm-hmm. Everybody takes advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. You're throwing rocks at me when you're taking advantage of the rights that I fought and put my bullseye on my back to protect you. And you're throwing rocks at me because of that? Mm-hmm. Well, how about I go get my attorney to draw up a waiver, and you can waive all of your rights underneath that federal protection. And you can sign it. I'll sign it. We'll have a witness sign it, and we'll go to management, and you can waive all your rights and have all the discipline you want. How about that? Mm-hmm. You think there'll be any takers? No. Or you think they'll just stand in the shadows and throw stones and, and cast aspersions and take advantage of the rights that we fought to gain for them. I think that's going to be the latter. It's just, I, I feel you, man. I, I Man, that was, that was epic, dude. These, yeah, I read, I read it, and I want to I say stuff on, on – on, I want to say things, and I go, dude – these guys are just—they don't even know nothing. They're just keyboard warriors looking for, looking for attention. You know, I, I guarantee you right now we could ask any one of those dudes on Facebook to come and have and have a legitimate debate. And I'll tell you right now, you'll smoke them. Now they have no information. No information. They just hear rumors and they just—you know—just blah 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 blah. So, let's move forward now. Sure. I know who you are. Uh, I've heard about you and and and. and Hey man, I I think uh, you doing great things. You're very intellectual. You do your research, and now you're running for secretary treasurer. 
say, uh, you know, say you might get in. You know, say you say you get those votes because what we had two thousand votes, right? You know? And, and you know, it, it, the fact that I went in late, mm-hmm. I don't have a slate. I'm an independent. I don't know if independents ever won before, mm-hmm. but I'm giving it my best shot. Mm-hmm. You know, win, mm-hmm. lose, or draw. At least I tried. Mm-hmm. I try, and I, you know, whether I get enough votes, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, my, you know, the odds are against me, mm-hmm. but I'm not stopping. Yeah. I'm still trying to. I definitely do what would like I you to, to keep keep going and keep campaigning and keep doing what you're doing because we 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 need a, a, something at our, our local to change. I I need votes. I want people to vote. I want participation. I want that hall po- packed. You know, I'll, I'll give uh, Jimenez credit for one thing. He did change the 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 from Wednesdays uh, once a month meeting to Saturdays, and you know a lot, a lot of UPSers are Monday through Friday. And, Sorry for the two two four drivers that are Tuesday through Saturday, but you know I was able to attend more meetings because on Wednesday nights, you know I'm still working. So there, there, there's that's one thing, but everything else, you know my 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 personal experience is I have a lot of drivers and we they've known him for so many years, and I'm not gonna sit here on, on my podcast and waste time and and, and bash the guy uh, on personal issues, but on what he's done and I have an example right here you who has experienced uh what this leadership has done to uh to our local and so for you to stand up and throw your hat in the ring and and sit here and and clarify or not clarify but just you know be able to talk and and explain everything uh it's 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 and I, it's not just an eye opener it's a refresher because I'm a UPS or all I do is UPS issues and and to get someone here who works for albertsons and is we from the same local and, and you're having the same type of issues it's it's time for us to do something man and and this is the beginning it takes it, it takes people to uh you know if you don't stand up for what you believe in uh or stand up for your rights whatever that is it doesn't matter what it is and you continue to be to take it be walked over to be stepped on put down you know, things never change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to do what's necessary sometimes even when it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, and going, uh, like you said earlier, you know, going over and above the contract. You know, just because you're a steward doesn't mean you only enforce the contract. Everything, if, if the, the international has a full page of issues you can use to your advantage to help the members. Mm-hmm. But you have to you have to take it, you have to use it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just words on a page. You know, I choose to utilize whatever's available to me to help the members that elected me, uh, steward in Irvine. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm a steward in Irvine, even even if I'm not elected, just like I told the the feeder drivers I spoke to in Anaheim, even if I don't win, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to keep doing everything I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does, I can still help all of you. Mm-hmm. You just have to take the first step. And uh, I sent that one that one steward in, and I sent him all of the research that I told you that I have. I sent him copies of everything for him to read over. And there's a lot to read over. There's mm-hmm. a lot of pages. To so Jose? No. Uh, I have his name. I actually have his name on my phone, but I'd have to pull it out to look at yeah, it. Yeah, you can tell me what it is. Uh, but he... Uh, He's a, he was a, a road driver. He was in an over-the-road truck. So I don't know if he runs sleeper team, 
Okay. He had an over the road truck. Okay, so he's a he's a, he's in feeder then. Yeah. Oh, shut and the so, feeder. Uh, but anyways, uh, we had a really good conversation, and I, I, you know, read over all this material, and get back to me, and I can help. Mm. But I can't force you to do it. Mm. I can't force you to take the first step. Mm. The first step is recognizing that there is a problem, and then moving forward mm. to start the process. Mm -hmm. Wow. Listen, uh, I'm excited. I, I had a really good podcast, man. We're 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 about an hour and a half in, and uh, it, it was, was a good a, time. I yeah, appreciate it. Was, it. it was a great time. We could we could talk all night. We could we could go back and forth, talk all night. And I'm I'm happy you came on the show. Uh, shout out to the Solidarity Team. You know, I they've been campaigning, and like I said, we. We're, we're campaigning 952 and we have an election and people have, you know, their, their says. And I, I, I think he did good. I think he did bad. And we live in a, in a, in a country where we have freedom of speech. We have, we get to vote, we get to express our, our ourselves. And, and me personally, I'm going to, express myself and and, and and say what I have experienced. I'm not going to regurgitate. If someone tells me this, I'm not going to go, no, if, if, if you know, I'm going to experience, you know, what, what I'm going to experience. I'm not going to let somebody tell me what to experience. And so I had a great experience today talking with you. Uh, very knowledgeable. Uh, do your research. You've done your research and, and inspires me to keep going as a podcaster and, and keep, grinding and, and learning i learned a lot today and that's one of the things i like i like podcasting is i got to learn today i got to sit here and listen to someone that that is uh you know does his homework and it's very knowledgeable and and thank you so much for coming on the show and, and i definitely would like to get you on after the election you know whatever happens you know we, we can talk and and continue on and and growing this local or just growing the knowledge of uh you know getting people to just understand you know there's laws and then we got your contract and and just getting people because listen man we're we're getting overrun we're getting harassed we're getting bullied and we're getting we're getting well corporate america is getting rich and so we got to stand up for ourselves and we got to stick together and uh, you got anything else you got to say before you go oh like i said uh, i appreciate you having me on tonight and giving me the opportunity to uh discuss a lot of issues uh, uh some of the issues that i have you know a lot of ex expertise in mm -hmm. a lot of experience in and like i said uh whether or not i get elected i'm still going to help everybody and you know i know my expertise is trucking mm -hmm. uh but there are other laws and other regulations that also affect dock workers and such safety issues mm -hmm. and and you know, I can help. Like I said, I can't force anybody to do the right thing, but uh, if they want to take the first step uh, and and contact me, I can help. Mm -hmm. And I just want to help people. Mm -hmm. That's it. I just want to help people, and uh, that's pretty much what I'm about. Well, once again, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. And I know it's late in the in the in the the campaign that the ballots are already out. But people out there listening, please, if you haven't voted, please vote. 
And if you have voted, tell at least five of your coworkers, ask them if they voted, and tell them to ask five of their coworkers if they voted. Make a call. Call someone. Send a text. Let's let's show UPS. Let's show Albertsons. Let's show OCTA. Let's show these companies that 952 ain't something to be uh, reckoned with. Okay, we got to start showing strength now. You know, we went through a pandemic and we worked through it, right? Albertsons, OCTA, UPS, and I don't know if I'm missing anybody else, and I apologize, you know. Yeah, CVS, but there's a, CVS. a whole list of other companies that smaller are companies. smaller companies, middle-sized companies. And I'm pretty sure they all worked through the pandemic. Okay, shout out to all you guys. Okay, let's let's get together and let's start voting. Let's, let's, let's put it together and, and show strength because without this, without strength, you know, these companies will tear us apart and we went through some battles i went through some battles i lost a brother and we got a contract coming up and i and i want to make sure that the people that that lost their lives during this pandemic and not even be considered an essential worker that that now they will label us like an essential workers as as, as a our new contract uh is being negotiated so uh you know shout out to all 952 uh, members, I love you guys, man. And uh, let's do the right thing, man. Let's have integ integrity. Let's uh, be loyal, man. And it's not playing any games, man. It's it's not about money, man. It's about taking care of each other. All right. I love you guys. You got anything else to say, Mike? That's it. I appreciate it again. And hopefully I get to speak with you all again. Oh, you will for sure, man. All right, guys. I love you, man. Peace. I'm out.